Welcome to the Proactivity Podcast, where we celebrate stronger, happier people through better health, from the gym, to the workplace, to the community, and everywhere in between. We hope you enjoy listening. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are back here on Everyday Extraordinary. And uh, as always, I'm your host, uh, Eric Eisenhart. And today we have um, another pretty amazing story and, uh, and something we're super excited to have the opportunity to share. And uh, you may notice that my, uh, my co-host is not currently visible, but uh, will be visible in the playback and certainly as you listen in. And I have a very special co-host today, and that's Dr. Allie Hartman, the managing partner of Proactivity North Carolina. And I wanted to take a moment to invite Allie and welcome her to the show. And with Allie comes uh, some, some pretty impressive people and stories, and, and I think uh, you'll have a fun time listening in to, to kind of uh, enjoy the next you know, few minutes and, and take it all in. So Allie, welcome. Thanks, Eric. Excited to be here. I have been uh, faithfully listening to the shows from the outskirts, and uh, it is an honor to be on, truly, yeah. and especially an honor to uh, have our guest today, who I think just truly embodies Everyday Extraordinary. Um, so you want me to kick it off and introduce Katie? Let's do it. Kick it off. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are really, really excited to have our guest today, uh, Katie Jarvis. She is an, just an incredible human being. Uh, as we were thinking about this uh, show and what it embodies everyday extraordinary and thinking about people that we know in our lives that embody the everyday extraordinary concept. Um, Katie was the first person to pop into my head. Uh, I will let her tell her whole story, but what I'll say is that she embodies resilience um, to the max. She embodies a person that when adversity strikes, uh, she comes back fighting and she comes back better than than before. And, and I have told her countless times uh, what an inspiration that she has been to me and that her story is to me. Um, so I am just really excited for her to get to share it with uh, more people through this platform. So Katie, go ahead. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, as we kick it off. Well, thank you, Allie. Um, it's, it's nice to hear those, those kind things said about me and that I inspire someone. So I'm glad I can. Um, I, I probably don't look at myself as a, an extraordinary person, but I, I know some of the things I've, um, you know, been through have, uh, you know, been a testimony of kind of who I am and my character. So, um, you know, as far as my background, I grew up here. I've been here my whole life here in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I, I really, as a young person, I always um, enjoyed being on the go and being active. And I really did have a, a great childhood. I had you know, two loving parents and just was always um, wanting to, to do something, whether it's riding dirt bikes, playing sports, um, had two older brothers. So really, I was, I kind of was like the third brother because I was more of a boy than a girl probably growing up. But um, I just had a, you know, a, a great childhood and great memories that you know, shape me and form me to who I am today. Um, with that, there, there were some things in my childhood that, you know, have happened, um, traumatic things that happened that shaped me um, and molded me kind of who I am today, like losing my mom, um, who, who was, she was struck by a vehicle when I was 13 years old. And, you know, as, as an adolescent and, you know, you, 
needing your mom, needing your parents and needing that love. It was, it was pretty traumatic to have lost her. And, um, but you know, I, one thing I can always, you know, attest to, um, is just always just like keep going. And a lot of people at the time when I was younger, they were just like, you're so strong, you're so strong. But like, you know, sometimes like life just deals you certain certain cards and you just play them the best you can and I didn't I knew my mom would want me to be strong and continue on and continue to play sports and do those things that I was good at and you know excel in school and so I always kind of you know thought of her and try to use that as the motivator to their motivation to just keep going and always I always try to say you can become better or better and I've always tried to become better from the situations you know I've been in so um, that, that was definitely a, a, you know, a big thing as a kid going through that and some other things, um, you know, I went down some dark paths and got into just, you know, a, a bad relationship that, um, I was abused on uh, every level and that just losing my mom and then going into that, I just, all my confidence was basically like, I had none. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I literally was a walking ball of just, just a sheltered damaged person. And, um, it probably wasn't really until 2018, like when I first started going to CrossFit, um, district five that I finally felt that like I belonged somewhere. And it was almost like I was reborn in 2018. I, I was out of the abusive relationship that I was in for five years, you know, starting to like deal with things and realizing that I am my own person. And, you know, it like, I just got to take time and whatever time you need to take to heal and to do those things necessary to find that inner happiness. Like I'm still working on it. I'm so far from being where I need to be, but you know, every day I try to take strides into just being a better person. And so that's what I'm doing. That's amazing. Wow, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Katie, I love, um, you said something, well, two things that really just struck me. You know, the first thing was life kind of deals your cards and you play them the best you can. Um, I just love that. I think that's such a great, you know, mentality um, because we certainly, um, sometimes I, I think we, we have this plan for ourselves and then, you know, a different kind of plan comes our way. And, and I think right. it's, it's both a, a challenge and an opportunity, an opportunity in the sense of an opportunity to grow and, and kind of find yourself. And it sounds like you kind of went through some of those both challenges and opportunity. And then, you know, recently, maybe 2018, it's not that long ago, um, kind of almost put that, yeah, you can be bitter, you can be better uh, mentality into place, which is pretty awesome. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the last couple of years, 2018, it sounds like you found a great, you know, CrossFit gym down there in, in North Carolina. I know you, you hooked up with Allie and, um, and Elliot and the team down there, which, you know, just a tremendous outfit and tremendous, you know, group of people that, that, you know, thankfully when I came to visit had an opportunity to correspond with a little bit. Um, but, but kind of tell us about 2018 and, you know, where it's kind of gone from, from there. Well, it's 2018, like, I, I look back, and it's a year where, like, well, I had met a, who now one of my best friends and a mentor to me, and just realized, like, how I was living life, like, I was just living scared, like I said, I had no confidence, and, like, this person came into my life and was like, well, if you're not happy with your job, then change, like, 
you don't have to work a nine to five if you don't want to work a nine to five you can you're so much more the person taught me that I was so much more capable than what I realized because I was like really used to you know used to living in like this survival mode and in this bubble and really scared to do anything for myself so like I always I've always enjoyed like you know making other people happy and pleasing people and giving to others but I never really took care of myself and always put myself last biggest critic of myself you know I mean I kind of really treated myself so poorly and you know this person made me realize that like I, I was 23 years old and out of my whole life ahead of me and I had been through so much at a young age that most people maybe not had experienced in 50 years of their life and it was time for me to start living and start doing things for Katie mm-hmm. and he had actually had coined this term called um inspirational dissatisfaction I was like what the hell does that mean <laughs> <laughs> and it was you know rather than becoming like sad or depressed about certain situations like let that motivate you and you become so inspired from that that you will do whatever it takes to change the situation and you know converting those negative thoughts in your head because we all have them to positive by using the emotions behind that dissatisfaction to serve as like a propeller to achieve greatness so I think like when you really like mindset is so big and like I'm such a big person on that as far as just you have a negative mindset about certain things and it'll just wreak havoc on you. And, and I've tried and I've been guilty of it. So I can't sit there and say, Oh, I've been have this positive mental attitude all the time, but it just makes such a difference when you choose to see things from a different light. And I think, so, you know, I'm starting to like feel good about myself, gain confidence, go to the gym, and then 2019 happens and then I almost lose my life. So it was like, oh, great. <laughs> Here's another thing. But I, I'll, I'll never forget the feeling I had, like, when I came to from my wreck. Like, one, it, I can't even, it's such a humbling experience because it's like all these people told me, like, they thought I was going to die and seeing how, like, a messed up they were over it and seeing my dad's face and my brother's face and my best friend's face and like like you know me coming to and I'm almost joking because I'm so doped up on medicine but and they're just grateful I'm alive and I just remember that feeling like wow like I almost died like you mm-hmm. know and I've, I'm used to like my mom dying my stepdad dying I've dealt with a lot of deaths growing up but like hearing that you almost died it's just it's just a weird it's a weird thing <laughs> and mm-hmm. it definitely is, was an eye-opening um experience and you know I I wish I could have learned something other than you know breaking my neck and have internal bleeding but it also was <laughs> it taught me a lot of things and taught me how strong I really was and physically mentally and um I'm I'm still a work in progress, but it it definitely was a an event in my life that I think is is going to, if not, you know, serve as a a betterment of for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
Katie, uh, gosh, there's just like so much good stuff that packed in there and you have a <laughs> real way of putting things in a way that resonates and that's really sticky. Um, but if you can take us through a little bit, because I, I remember back, um, you know, after your accident, seeing a Facebook post that you wrote that just like struck me to my core. on the Facebook group and Hunter and Elliot were posting updates and everybody was kind of on the edge of their seat and I saw a Facebook post um, from you that was just beautiful and it was I think really maybe the start of um, your recovery process was like you were still I believe you were still in the hospital um, you were typing maybe with your left hand or something like your your non-dominant hand but it was just uh, I remember the message so clearly of like this, I will not be defeated. Like this is an opportunity at another chance to, to kind of uh, come back better than before. So if you can take us through kind of your recovery journey a little bit and how that mindset and that positive attitude that you had started to build in 2018, um, how that kind of, you know, continued to grow after your accident. Yeah. Um, well, you know, something Eric said earlier that made me kind of, uh, it, it made me think of a, a post that I had done after um, the marathon, and we can get into that, but, you know, so many people, like you see on the media, are sharing, like, their highlight reels, and so, like, you can, a lot of times when we fall guilty to, like, comparing ourselves, because, like, oh, wow, this person's doing that, or looks like this, and we compare ourselves, but, like, you know, I, um, my recovery process, one, was I felt in that moment I would say in the hospital and shortly thereafter that I was just so like I wasn't even really upset at how injured I was because I was so motivated and so excited and determined to like just run again and I had never really been a run I, I never was a runner beforehand I had started to run like a mile or three miles of like maybe six months up until my accident but I wasn't like a runner and I just remember like when that happened, I was like, I'm going to be a runner. Like I'm going to run again. And it just, the wreck like motivated me in this weird way where I wanted to come back stronger than ever, ever. And it was just, I remember like telling myself, like, I will never complain having to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because things like that small, just going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, I remember the first shower I took when I got home from the hospital and it was so miserable. Like it hurt. Like I remember crying and just think like just feeling defeated at that moment, but just not being able to lift my leg because my pelvic floor, I mean, it just, I really truly literally and figuratively was broken. And, um, but I also had so, like I said, so much motivation just to come back and, and do things that I haven't done because the fact that I had researched a lot clearly because I had a lot of time, but the vertebrae that I broke, the C1 or fractured, um, the doctor said that was a miracle in itself that I like survived that. And they said something like the statistic, 98% of the people that have a C1 fracture either die or are paralyzed. And the 2% that don't usually almost always have some kind of surgery to fuse it, to fuse use it back together and like I didn't have well I mean I had you know surgery from the internal bleeding but I didn't have surgery on my neck and my 
leg still works. So like that in itself just was amazing that I wasn't dead or paralyzed. So I just, I, I knew that I had to do something like, I couldn't just like, oh, well, this happened to me. I could be bit, like bitter about it or be better. And um, I, I had a, just a drive that I'd never had before. Wow, that's amazing. So take us through kind of the months that followed. And, you know, I saw you, uh, I'll never forget, like when you were still in your collar and I'd be in working out and I'd see you come up. And even before you were really released for, you know, physical activity, you would show up at the gym, you would be there, you'd watch, just be a part of the community. And then as soon as you were given any sort of green light, I mean, I think it was like when the doctor said, maybe you could start like going for walks, you're back in the gym and Elliot's scaling stuff for you. And so take, take us through that like recovery process and your mentality of getting back in the gym and being surrounded um, by, by your people. Yeah, I, I was super determined to, and I didn't want to push it because I knew too that like the injuries I had were serious. So there's no point of doing something to further, like that neck brace, oh my oh God, I, I have nightmares about that thing. Um, you know, not being able to take that thing off for three months, shower, sleep. And I did good. I'm honestly surprised as, as stubborn as I am. Like I didn't take it off. Um, but it, you know, like I would want to come in the gym just to be a part and to see the people. And like that motivated me more because I was like, oh, I'm so ready to get back. And even if I was doing, I, I remember like one of the first workouts I did was squats for the PVC fight. And it was just something, but I was so happy and grateful that I was able to, to do something. And I'll have to, you know, throw in there too. That was when you and I um, got up because, you know, I had no medical insurance and you were an angel and helped me, you know, a lot. Like you and Elliot were absolutely the only and the most crucial people as far as my physical recovery that helped me get to where I am today. So I owe a lot of thanks to you for that. And I mean, you know, the doctors didn't tell me anything. Like you told me more than any of the doctors as far as like my recovery or exercises I needed to do or my scar. You were the first person who told me to massage my scar across, you know, this way to in order to loosen it up and I was like I didn't know that no wonder it's so stiff but um but you know I was very grateful for that and y'all working with me but I, I will say as far as to like it was a very emotional time after my wreck um I probably for three months straight cried every single day and I don't know if I was crying it wasn't so much where I was like physically I think just you know, the brain injuries, I, I didn't really, nobody explained that to me either, but like, it takes a toll on you. Like, sometimes you're just, you don't even know why you feel the way you feel. And I probably struggled with that more than anything um, with my recovery is just, just the emotions of it. And I think being grateful that I wasn't dead and like realizing how close I was, it just made me so emotional. I would just cry. Like I'd wake up every day and just cry. I'm like, thank God and cry and then cry some more. But, um, I, I, you know, I got to some deep and dark places um, after my recovery. So it's not like this, oh, I, I recovered, I ran this half marathon, and it's just great. Like, you know, the, the rawness and realness of it is that it, it wasn't all great. And um, I went through some, some like real dark stuff. And, and, you know, sometimes I still go through that, but it's just the matter, you know, just trying to just get through the day sometimes and you know that's sometimes all you can do 
but I believe that I do. I know I have a lot of grit and the courage and strength to persevere. So I just, I try to sometimes when I'm having those bad days or sad days, just to realize how far I've come, like nearly dead to being able to really do anything I want to set my mind to physically. And, you know, just, but health, you know, encompasses your physical health, your mental health, emotional health, like that, that all is together. So just because physically I might be doing great, I still need to train my mind, um, you know, like mentally and try to get my mind stronger because that, you know, traumatic events will take a toll on you. And if you don't ever deal with it, it's going to resurface at some point in time in your life. So I think that's kind of where I'm at now is just trying to deal with emotions of a lot of trauma from the wreck and from, you know, the last 10 years of my life and just doing the best I can to, to be a better person and be a healthier person. Cause like I said to y'all earlier, like the, the greatest wealth is health or is health. I mean, you can't, you can't put a price on that. And so many people, it makes me sad sometimes to see how many, you know, people just take it just for granted, like being able to go outside and walk a mile, like the name of your company proactivity, like it's so, it's like, it's so true. Cause when you're active, like it just does something in your brain, like going across, CrossFit, I can have just a complete, we'll say bad day. <laughs> and I go to the gym <laughs> and it's just like, I feel 10 times better after I'm just active and just doing something. And sometimes it just is getting out of bed and going outside and getting fresh air and walking for five minutes, you know, just, just being active because it helps so much, just your physical health, your mental health. And I'm just a big advocate for that. So Katie, that is um, truly extraordinary. Um, there's just, I'm like awestruck, to be honest. It's quite a story and, and really just, uh, just an amazingly inspirational way that, I mean, the, the recovery is amazing. Um, your approach is kind of like, you know, it's going to be tough, but we're going to get through it. One foot in front of the other, take it a day at a time, have big goals, but don't, you know, sometimes when things get dark, like you got to keep pushing. That part is amazing. But the fact that you're willing to be authentic and say, yeah, and I'm not done yet. Like I'm still working towards it. I'm still struggling at some point. I think that that is so important for people to hear because we often get in this almost like, oh, I checked it off the list. You know, I'm good to go. Um, it's so easy to kind of, uh, move, move with that kind of mentality. And I love the fact that you're, you just are showing so much, uh, both grit, but gratitude at the same time, which is a really interesting balance. Um, and pretty amazing. You know, I, I know, um, we're getting pretty late on time here. Um, and I, and I do appreciate how much you've given us. I do want to, if you have another minute, I know having been down there for the half marathon, um, the Main Street Moxville down there and, and the town down there, and, and there was such a great um, contingent of D5 folks down there. And obviously, Allie, the race director down there, um, I, I remember that being a, a goal, um, maybe not the end all be all, but, but a goal, but kind of tell us here because I feel like um, the audience, the listeners need to hear um, kind of how you approach that. Uh, that, that yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, I I was I would not uh, consider myself a runner. My friend always was like, you know, you, you just have it. Like, you need to start running. You would love it. And 
I wanted to love it because I didn't love running. Like as most people start out, like it's just not something that you're like, but now when people are like, oh, I hate running, I'm like, but you feel so good when you do it. So anyway, to the, the half marathon, I, um, you know, of course I wasn't really running much. Uh, maybe I want to say a few months before I started running because I had that goal. I still have a picture of it to run a 5k and um never done a race before in my life and then Elliot or Allie or both of them had said something about the the half marathon in Moxville and they're like well there's a relay race and so actually Elliot's wife and I decided to do the relay so and you know I never seven miles was like oh wow I'm about to get my butt kicked and um but I, I knew I wanted to do it because of everything I had been through that year. And I was like, I'm going to do it. No matter if I have to walk a little bit or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to run that seven miles. And a, a week before the half marathon, I went with my friend and the mentor to downtown. And uh, he, I thought we were just going for like, a, like two or three miles, maybe four. And he kind of tricked me and went on this long path. And then, you know, then we're seven miles in. And he looked at me that day and he's like, Katie, he's like, I watched your form. I watched your breathing. He's like, you didn't struggle one bit. And he's like, you can do the whole thing. And at that moment I decided, I was like, I'm running the marathon or the half marathon. I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, there's just, it's just, it is what it is. I said, the only reason I'll, I'll stop is if my pelvis, because you know, from the breaks, if that started like really hurting me, of course I wouldn't continue. But I was like, other than that, I was like, I'm doing it. And so um, that morning we, uh, we, we took off uh, and I, I, ha- I think mile three, I really had to go to the bathroom. So I jumped in a, a little porta potty. But other than that, I, I ran 13 miles straight through and didn't stop. And I just had so much adrenaline and just driving me that like, I, I knew I was going to do it. Like just when I started, I was like, I'm, I'm going to complete this thing. And I remember, I remember, uh, high-fiving Allie as I crossed the finish line and just that feeling like because I don't really like to talk about myself or like achievements I just I'm I don't know if I'm humble or I just get weird about it I I don't like to talk about myself but I remember just like cheesing because I was just I was proud of myself I was just happy that I had done it and realizing like that like I could I could dreaded going up one stair eight months prior because my body couldn't do it and then I just ran 13 miles and it was it was an accomplishment and I was super happy that I did it and want to do more now like you know I want to run an ultra like you know I'm gonna skip the marathon and just go straight (laughs) for the ultra next but um I it was a very cool experience that is awesome katie that uh that i got chills i got tears um so i will also not forget that moment of you crossing and just thinking like again i've told you uh many times that you inspire me but in that moment i was like this is what life's about like you know life is always going to throw hard things our way it seems like some people get more than others um but watching you cross that finish line when I think you told me that like, but around the time of the half marathon is when the doctor said you might be getting back to like, you know, light exercise. Um, right. And, you know, you crushed 
13. I wasn't miles. supposed to, yeah, I think start CrossFit until like October, November. I was like, okay, <laughs> bye. Like, I, I, I'll listen to my body. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it was, uh, it was incredibly moving. And, and I just really appreciate you sharing this story um, with us and, and with the folks that will listen, because I truly think hearing your, um, you know, you talk so much about mindset. And I think some people have it in, intuitively within them to change their own mindset. And for other people, it's hearing stories about other people that helps them change their mindset and their perspective. And I think this, this story really has the power to do that. So I just want to say thank you um, for sharing it with such authenticity um, and grace. Thank you. I appreciate it, Allie. And thank you for all you did to help me get to where I am today. So I, I appreciate that. I did the easy part. You did the hard work. And hey. you, you and Elliot and uh, the D5 team did all the hard work. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would like sure. to, but thank you. I appreciate it. Well, very good, guys. The world needs more Katie Jarvis's uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic story. Thank you so much for giving your time this morning. And, uh, and maybe more importantly, thank you so much for certainly seeming like you give it your all, your whole self and everything what you do, because it makes, um, it makes guys like me want to continue to push a little bit harder and further. And, and I think that um, anyone who takes the time to listen to this will certainly walk away with it with the, with the same feeling. So um, we'll, uh, we'll close it up here before we do. Is there anything uh, you guys have left? I don't want to cut you off. I, I think I'm good, but thank you guys. I, I appreciate y'all taking the time to have me and hopefully uh, my story can help someone else like other people's stories have helped me. So yeah. awesome, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Very good guys. This is absolutely everyday extraordinary right here. Everyone tuning in, feel free to share this, catch us up on podcasts on Facebook live um and uh and share stories like this because you never know who they're going to touch and, and katie certainly your story has touched my heart i hope you have a very very great day and uh and thanks again thanks so much for listening to today's show we hope you'll follow proactivity on social media or check out www.pro-activity.com to keep up with the latest happenings see you on the next one